0: Podcast on 97.3 The Fan is presented by Hummel Casino. Fun above all else.
1: What's up, San Diego? Welcome in to another edition of Gwen and Chris. Tony Gwen Jr., Chris Sello, Matt Scraby. I'm here in Chicago. There in San Diego. And uh, it was a late night last night, I must tell you guys. Yeah. Uh, Did
2: you just get there like five minutes ago? <laughs> <laughs> it feels like it.
1: Yeah. We got it. I think we got to the hotel at six thirty, oh, and boy. Then I wasn't in bed with my bag until I think it was like six forty five. I wasn't in bag until like seven thirty. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, extra innings—just what you need for perfect on a night day getaway. Perfect where you're on a night two day hours. getaway, and
2: uh, perfect you- if you're the Padres—that's what you want to see: extra innings. But uh, lo and behold, they finally won one.
1: Yeah, they did. And how about that? They win and they execute. To perfection it was I mean that's that's pretty much how they won yeah they well. did it they did it early uh and they did it late and it was the same trio uh that 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 got it done you had Fred Sullivan once with a bunt once swinging the bat and then you had Xander Bogarts twice get the sack fly and then the Padres put a, a little icing on the cake with the two-run single by Manny Machado and so they heart still beats it still pitter-patters. Yes it does. Um, Tony
2: Gwynn Jr on his way from Chicago Sunday night make the short 90 minute bus ride to Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Yes, I'm sure your uh, wife and family are excited oh, yeah. about the prospect of you beginning a playoff run Monday,
1: Tony. Yeah, they'll be th- they'll be thrilled. I can't wait to, <laughs> I can't wait to broach the subject with yeah, them all, So, do
2: they do they realize that there is the slimmest of all chances that you actually will not be coming home Sunday night? So, uh, my wife
1: does. Yeah, and she's I could aware. Hear, I could hear the disappointment in her voice as I, as we talked about it. So, yeah, uh,
2: but it's it's pretty. Yeah, let, let's let's uh, let's try to put her mind at ease. It's only it, what it's going to take is the correct result in thirteen baseball games for the Padres to be alive on Monday. And that would include three Padre victories. It would include four Cubs losses, four Marlins losses, and two Reds losses. So you I only mean, need 13 things to go your way.
1: You to did. to stay alive. It was like 20 something things to go your way before. A That's couple a good days point. <laughs> That's a good point. I mean, they, I don't know that the Cubs will
2: ever win again. I mean, they've blown so many leads now in the late innings and they have to, if they don't win in Atlanta tonight, then they'll have to get it done in Milwaukee. The, the real concern all of a sudden is the Marlins because the Marlins play the Mets tonight. If they don't win there, they go to Pittsburgh and, it's hard to believe they're going to get swept in Pittsburgh, but you know, crazy stranger things have happened. So who knows?
1: You know, I I think you know it is still it is still a, a, um, it's a lot has to happen. There's no yeah. doubt about it. But um, it is this team is uh it is I know it's probably it's too late possibly yeah likely, but it is nice to see them doing things. The, the way that it has to be done. I the mean, way it was supposed to be that, done all along, yeah. You, at no point had they had as clean of an extra inning at any point during the season. Maybe the Cincinnati game, and even then it wasn't clean because um, ultimately the the bullpen wasn't able to hold their part up, right? Right. but. This one it was it was done to perfection and that's why they won ultimately. Yeah. All right. Well,
2: they're they're a slow learner. They're a slow learning team. What (laughs) can I say? Took
1: them uh, all season to figure it out. Yeah. I mean. So we'll we'll see we'll see we'll see which way um, it goes. Manny continues to be a big part of it. When ultimately he's this dude's uh, elbow is. Gonna need surgery. It's, it's need barking. Surgery at it's of
2: barking. Yeah, and uh, you know who's who's maybe playing their way into consideration for next season is Garrett Cooper. I mean, I, I I'm not trying to piggyback on just a home run, but overall, I mean, Cooper has done a lot nicer job than I think a lot of people thought he would do.
1: He's. Done, I just think it, he just got off to a slower start. Right? He, they couldn't yeah. find time for him early because they couldn't. They weren't running into lefties, which is how they planned on using them, and then eventually. They kind of had to use him, um, you know, in that spot against uh, righties and lefties, and he's he's done a good job, man. He, he really Very nice. has. He, he's 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 been an upgrade in that spot, um, you know, since the Padres acquired him. So uh, a lot of good things, uh, a lot of good things were going in terms of that. But um, ultimately, as we said, this is going to be a a. Uphill climb. Now I don't know if you saw any of the uh, Cubs games. There was a lot going on there. First, you got yeah. Ronald, Ronald Acuna gets to forty seventy. That's that's a huge deal, uh, obviously. Yes,
0: we can't Uh, call
2: that a club, by the way. It's not a club if there's only one person in it. It's
1: it's just him. (laughs) I don't know what you call that. If he shows
2: up for a meeting, he's going to be the only one there. So (laughs) it's really not much of a club, but he has created a new category, let's put it that way, with an amazing season for sure.
1: Yeah, you had that going, and then he ends up breaking the record in extra innings. I know. And in that process... They end up running a video montage. Uh, <laughs> in probably the biggest moment of the game at that point. Now the very next pitch, I believe, our ne- next couple of pitches, the game was ended on a single by uh, Ozzy Albie's. But uh, there were some. Uh, uh, my man uh, John Schombi and and uh, and Jim Deshays were. Uh, Quite beside themselves. Uh, yeah, I about, heard about this. The about Cubs
2: announcers that. were upset that they had a video montage delay in the bottom of the tenth inning of a tie score, and Cubs pitcher had to kind of cool his heels on the mound while this played, and they paid tribute to Ronald Acuna. But
3: uh, let me be let me be clear. I would be so angry if that was the Padres, and I would be screaming about how this is why they lost. I definitely
1: then... understood where they were coming from. It yeah. just it, it it's just one of those things like. I don't think it's anybody's fault, right? The Braves had probably been planning this for who knows how long. Right. Now what they didn't anticipate was that it would happen in the 11th inning of a tie ball game. Yeah. And so, you know, at that point do you like, okay, well, we can't run it. We've been only been, you know, ready to play this for weeks at this point. Um do we not play it now? I I just think it was just circumstance that made it Well, it was circumstance and the Cubs'
2: own failure too. I mean, let's let's be honest. The Cubs had a had a lead in the eighth inning. They blew that. They had a lead in the ninth inning. They blew that. And they had a lead in the tenth inning. And they blew that before the Acuna montage ever even played. So. You know they—they they can only blame themselves for that. I—I I really don't have time to worry about the. Do Cubs we want to right hear now. the the broadcast? But real I do quick, want to yeah. hear this. Yeah, I, want uh, I hear do want to general. hear the complaining. I love love okay. to hear complaining. Misery, hear <laughs> move. as the old saying goes, misery which we certainly have plenty of in San Diego, loves company. And <laughs> you know, we're really stopping
3: the game. Can, check, can, we
2: get, can, we the, can we get the? Can we get the? base after the game? To, I mean, this is
4: this is pretty absurd. I mean, it, it's just a hell of an accomplishment.
3: Totally, but you, stop. Can't stop a <laughs> <laughs> you can't stop the game for a highlight montage.
2: You can't stop the game for a highlight montage. Doesn't
1: this happen a lot? I mean, with historical t- things, not
2: at
3: that time though of
2: a yeah, game. That's what Tony's that's, bringing up. That's you the know?
1: unique part. Like usually, for whatever reason, it's not done in a, in something where the game is like this tight and there's like this much that's riding on it at this point, and so yeah. that changes how. Especially the other side feels about it. Now, I think they, they, they recognize that this is a, a feat that, you know, no one thought would ever happen and it's a big deal, but it, it just it's just circumstance, honestly. Yeah. Like he, Circumstances he stole, ran he stole, over the Cubs. He broke he broke the record or he set this I can't call it a club. He set this new line um in the eleventh inning of a tie ball game. It just happen? This is absurd. <laughs>
2: that, was <funny. laughs> that was funny. That was funny. That was funny.
3: That's a hang with him, Cubs.
2: Sorry. That is, that is a
1: I hang with you? Him. know what?
3: I uh, They could have not. The catcher could have not thrown the ball into left field in, like, the, the eighth inning to allow that Ronald was the, Acuna to that get the second. That's what we're talking that about. That was they the Padre killer things.
1: himself, Young Gome. Yeah, what? Well, that was
3: one he of the worst. He drove in the run, and he I didn't realize that. <laughs> Man. You know what that
2: throw that, that he throw made? If anybody so, seen that, that was a that, doozy. <laughs> that throw looked a lot like uh, Fifty Cent throwing out the first pitch at the ball game many years ago. Remember that mean, one?
1: He, he didn't throw it to second base. He threw it to left center. Yeah, you know? like and he, Dansby was, Swanson pretended
3: like he caught it and put it down saved, the tag. I
1: mean, it, it all it could have saved a run. I mean, because that is the only reason why Acuna didn't get up <laughs> and possibly score the way he runs the yeah. bases. Yeah. That fake tag, and you could see Acuna when, like, kind of giving Dansby, you know, you know what, because he he tricked him basically. So uh, it, was, it was special. It was it was you know this is but uh, again this is what Major League Baseball wanted. They wanted this type of chaos, and they very well might get it. The wolf, we could know today that the Padres have life. We could know that the heartbeat uh, stops tonight. We'll see. Yeah, two uh,
2: chances for it to end tonight because the Marlins play the Mets and the Cubs play the Braves. Showtime! Win, then it's over. Otherwise, uh, we'll reconvene again here tomorrow with uh, some more hope uh, before the, the White Sox game. So got two uh, chances that you got to survive tonight.
1: Okay, so a couple things here. Uh, there was uh, another another article. To, it sounds like yesterday, right? <laughs> yeah, it yeah, came, it came out late, yesterday. Late, late I didn't see it yesterday. until this morning. Uh yeah. You know, after I, I slept a little bit. I, I I read it this morning. And then I see, Scrape, you got a little piece in here about Juan Soto.
3: Uh, yes, yes. This actually just happened. But Hector Gomez. Don't Go- act so surprised. I, I am a little surprised because <laughs> Hector Gomez is still claiming that the Padres are going to offer him a contract, Juan Soto, a contract extension. And Hector Gomez also added that there is a very good chance for him to stay with them. But the problem is, is that he's been saying the same exact thing for like six months. So I mean, how many
1: times do you have to say it before it comes true? So this isn't new news. This is just him saying he's the same doubling thing.
3: and tripling and quadrupling down on this. Which I mean, I hope he's right. He might as well stick with it. There's some
2: other reports out there today. Uh, I believe this one was from Jeff Passan, if I'm not mistaken, that uh, the Mets are a very dangerous threat to making a trade for Juan Soto, and that is a high possibility as well. So. It just depends on which side of the fence you want to lean on in the Juan Soto thing. And I guess it depends on what side of the fence you want to lean on in the Kevin Acey article, which uh, Scraby and I discussed uh, for the final hour of the show yesterday, Tony. Because... Wait, what,
1: what was your guys' thoughts on it?
2: Well, I mean, first of all, my first thought on Kevin Acey's thing was that I wasn't overly stunned. I mean, you know, right. we've, we've surmised all year that Bob Melvin and A.J. Preller weren't seeing eye-to-eye eye and uh, not getting along great, and uh, one guy might be a little bit of a meddler, and the other guy might not really like to take a lot of input. And so these two uh, powerhouse guys have clashed, and... Uh, So I wasn't really surprised uh, by this article, but what I'm, what I don't know is how it's going to all turn out now. Yeah. Uh, my psychiatrist who sits a few feet away from me here in the studio. You're talking about me? I am. He, <laughs> he seems to think that this is a broken marriage that is almost impossible to fix between is, Bob Melvin and A.J. Preller, and I I think that might be a little bit of an overreaction. I yeah. think the two of them can get together on Monday. These are or Monday or Tuesday, whenever it is, and, and and lock themselves in a room for a while with Eric Gruppner and whoever else is there representing Peter Seidler, and you know, try to find some common ground to take this thing forward. I mean, I I, I don't think that should be that impossible to do.
1: Scraby? Uh, uh, first, first of all, <laughs> it, first of all, it is Scraby. So he he's naturally just yeah, he, that's right. He well, wants, the reason he, he wants it to be,
3: you know, we need to go to break. We could talk about this more on the other side. Oh, you need time to prepare a comment? No, I mean, I already gave my comments yesterday. I said that I, this, this this these relationships don't work. When you come to a point where you have to have a meeting about how to go forward, usually that means you're already past the point of no return. What and- makes
1: you the expert in relationships, Scraby?
3: Uh, romantic relationships, I'm not. But interpersonal relationships. relationships, I'm pretty good at. I was. I told a story to Chris uh, yesterday. When I for, before radio, I work for these two guys who own a business, fifty fifty. Things weren't going well. They started hating each other, so they started undermining each other. And I was listening to one guy, and then the other guy was saying this thing. Don't listen to him. Listen to him, listen to me. And it became incredibly stressful. And those guys never made up, and they their business dissolved. And I was right smack dab in the middle of it. And I just don't think this stuff gets better. Especially after a full year of pressure and news and rumors and... Innuendo. Innuendo. (laughs)
1: All right, expert Scraby. There you have it. Let's, <laughs> why
2: am I the expert? I honestly, after listening to Scraby, I don't even know why they're planning a meeting in the first place. <laughs> I, I think
3: the meeting is good. but if, if What is the meeting good for? <laughs> if you the you me- just okay. said it's a waste of time. Here's what I think should happen in this meeting. Bob says, AJ, I need to manage. You need to leave me alone. <laughs> AJ says, Bob, I need to general manage. You need to leave me alone. They should just, just do their jobs and move forward. Listen to,
1: listen to you, Grave. <laughs> He's hilarious. This
3: fires it's... me up because we're we It just fires me up. Never mind.
1: All right, let's get off your little soapbox. Of... There was no
3: soapbox. <laughs> I was brought into that.
1: Uh, we, got, uh, we got a we had a what half of a, sh- a little bit more than a half half a show today. Thursday night football. I Believe it's Lions and Packers tonight. Yeah. Is yeah,
2: that right? The, well, you could go to the game, Tony. I mean, you're ninety minutes. I could... <laughs>
3: That was the Packers was that? announcer. That was
1: the Packers announcer. Oh, I don't know what that was. That, that was that was a good timing. Uh, Ryan Bader, heavyweight champion at, uh, and in Bellator, were, will join us uh, in this hour. Big fight coming up this week in San Diego. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about that when we come back. We also will get into uh, the Padres possibly having to cut payroll. That also hit the. Uh, I don't know, not the newsstands? The newsstands. The news there you go. Thank you, brother. This has been a long day for me. Man. It's okay. I'm, we'll I'm, uh, help each other. <laughs> I'm on like four hours of sleep. Let's get to break. More Gwen and Chris on the way.
0: I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me.
2: Hi, you MMA fight fans, stick around. Coming up shortly, a visit with uh, Bellator heavyweight champion Ryan Bader, who will fight in San Diego on October the 7th. Looking forward to that interview. Fights coming up at Pechanga Arena. Gwen and Chris uh, reconvening here on a Thursday afternoon, one in which the Padres continue to still have breath, uh, life as it were, in the National League wild card race. To that end, they need both the Cubs and the Marlins to lose tonight. And then we'll uh, take it one day at a time as the uh, Padres get set to start their series in Chicago against the White Sox. Tomorrow, Bob Melvin and A.J. Preller will apparently be invited to a meeting with uh, CEO Eric Gruppner and uh, Peter Seidler slash his representatives within 24 hours of Sunday's final game. And uh, there they will... uh, hopefully sort out the differences that the two of them seem to have and uh, see if they can't uh, make amends enough to where both men move forward with the Padres next season. Now, there's still one way that leading will not occur, and, of course, that way is if the Padres are actually going to Milwaukee to start the playoffs next week. But as already noted, that is a long shot indeed. Uh, Scraby gave his take. On the situation and boxed it up, as he usually does. I don't think I did at all. Chris Chris gave a reasonable interpretation of the situation. Um, I don't even remember what you said. It was very reasonable. You were boxing yours up. Uh, But, Tony, I didn't get your your thoughts. I don't want to put you on the spot. But
4: but as somebody
2: who's been with this team all year, this probably doesn't shock you that the two guys are not seeing 100% eye-to-eye. But... You've been around baseball long enough, a lot of general manager, manager relationships. I guess some aren't fixable, but I, I just got to believe that these two guys, as hard-headed as they might be, are not hard-headed enough to sit in a meeting and get themselves fired.
1: Yeah, I mean, listen, I, there's probably um, things that both sides, you know. I, I think it's it's it's, it's like a, not a, a very – a- A.C. said it's not a very good secret that um, it's not a secret at all. I think that there's some some times where they don't see eye to eye. And I, unlike Scraby, don't think it's um, what's the word? It's uh, unfixable it's, it's, it, is unfixable. Like, is that the word? That's the
3: know. word I'm using because
1: that's the word that's that really was quoted word,
3: in an article from Kevin A.C. from an anonymous person. Unfixable.
1: I don't I don't think it's that. I think it can be. Um but uh it's clear that probably there's going to have to be some come to some middle ground on both sides. Yeah. Uh, when it's when it's all said and done because um you know, I think there are so many there are good characteristics that they both have that you want, you know, to have in order to have a championship team. But if those things are truly not in line as it seems, uh, that's not going to help the situation.
2: It's interesting because uh, Preller's reputation is that of a meddler and somebody who's involved in every little thing. But as AC points out in the article, and I'm sure you can confirm, Tony, he's not really around the ball club all that much. Um, you know, maybe he's on the phone all the time. He's a very competitive guy. I would think anybody that gets to the level that these guys get to is very competitive and strong-willed. But a meddler, to me, would be somebody that is being seen uh, every time you turn a corner, you know, in a clubhouse, in a locker room, in a a dugout before games. And that, according to the story, is not necessarily the case with A.J.
1: Preller. But yeah, I think you have to kind of put it all, all of the things that have been written together. Yeah. You, You had the Dennis Lynn article pointing out what, You know, said people, you know, people inside said that they thought were spies. And, you know, it it all kind of plays into the same thing. And it seems like distrust, you know, from both sides, basically. And so, how do you get rid of that? You have, there has to be not just communication, there has to be an understanding of, how you're going to operate as as a team, right? And, and when I say as a team, I'm talking about as upper management and and, and management. Yeah, right. You, there has to, you have to be in step in order for there to be um, cohesiveness everywhere else. If you know what I'm saying, if you know what I'm saying, I agree. I but, agree. And, so, and, and I think you know, hopefully, this meeting that happens, and you know, I I would I would I would guess that if the miracle does end up happening, that that meeting probably won't end up happening on Monday because you'll be trying to prepare for the next series against what would be the Brewers at that point. And so uh, that meeting probably only happens uh, assuming the Padres don't end up getting in, or it only happens at that point if the Padres don't get in. Yeah. So uh, Peter, um, oh, sorry. No, go ahead.
2: No, I was just going to say, Peter Seidler wasn't necessarily quoted in the story. They uh, Kevin Acey did use some quotes from earlier uh, at the end of the 21, 21 campaign, which is a couple of years ago when the Padres uh, collapsed down the stretch. And he said that the, the, at that time they let some molehills become mountains, quote, without a doubt. We'll correct that going forward. We'll kill it. We'll let the, we let the issues become bigger than they should have. He Ooh, also,
1: what did this come from?
2: This is Peter Seidler after okay. the 2021 season. Okay. So I, I think what AC is kind of saying here is that's probably similar to how Peter Seidler feels about now. And that, uh, and he said then we're going to work deliberately to make sure that what happened this year never happens in this organization again. Unfortunately, the Padres are kind of in the same spot. In, as they were two years ago now, two years ago, that it all ended up with the firing of Jace Tingler, of
1: course. Um, and that's and that's it's important to point out in the article that a lot It seems like a bunch of people pushed back in terms of what level of disruption there is with it, right? It seemed like there was pushback in terms of how if it's if it's dysfunctional is the right word, if. What was it un uh, unfixable yes. is the right word, you know. I, I think there's uh, going to be a wide swath of people who have different opinions on what level this is at. But uh, certainly, when you lose, level get the level gets heightened, right? And so we'll we'll see what happens. We'll see uh, when Monday comes around. If the Padres aren't in it, they have that meeting, and and you know, hopefully things can they could. Everybody can get on the same page.
2: Yeah. Well, like I said, I, I personally would not want to go into that meeting and do and say things that are going to get me fired coming out of the meeting. And if AJ Preller has that feeling and Bob Melvin has that feeling, and then I, I think regardless of what uh, Doctor Scraby has to say over there, I don't
3: know how
1: this is getting put I, I, on me.
2: I, oh, it's totally getting put on you because you're the only why. one that thinks there's no way out of this mess.
1: I. I, I, I <laughs> Doctor Scary, I don't know what you guys don't understand. I am reading
3: the reports that Kevin A.C. is providing us, and I am hearing and re- not hearing. I'm reading quotes from people within the clubhouse saying that this is not fixable. That they're on so- such separate pages, they barely even talk on the phone anymore. Was
1: it from the clubhouse? I mean, there was clubhouse sources. There were outside the organization sources. There okay. were front the sources. It right now. I'm gonna go find it right yeah, now. Yeah, you should. All right. you should do that. You buddy. should too. All right, while you find that, uh, we're going to take a break. Uh,
2: Bellador MMA 300, that's coming to uh, the uh, San Diego Sports Arena, otherwise known as Pechanga Arena. It's coming up on Saturday, October the 7th. Heavyweight champion Ryan Bader will be uh, scrapping to hang on to his heavyweight title. We will speak with him when we come back. Kind of looking forward to this. Stick around for more Gwen and Chris.
0: Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest.
1: 437 here in Chicago, 237 out there. And is it sunny? It's beautiful. It's beautiful. I, I must it is. tell you. Beautiful. Yeah. Of it is. Beautiful. Uh, a beautiful San Diego, Tony Gwynn Jr., Chris Sello, Matt Scraby, Ryan Bader will join us shortly. That is the heavyweight champion in Bellator, uh, they will be having a big-time event here uh, October 7th yep. uh, at Pechango Arena. Uh, we'll get into that. This guy's here.
2: interesting. I mean, just reading some of his bio, I mean, he's been doing this for a long, long, long time. Long he started time, yeah. in 2007 uh, as a light heavyweight, the, uh, and the now he's a heavyweight. Uh, he's also 40 years old.
1: Yeah, that's what I've not to talk a young to a guy. About. Yeah,
2: not a young guy has an all-time record of thirty-one-seven with one no contest, thirteen knockouts. But he's been the champion for a long time as well.
1: He's competed. So. In, he's competed in UFC as well. So I mean, he's. Uh, this was a big signing for Bellator uh, when he came on, uh, and, and so now I mean he's the longest reigning heavyweight championship as you, at champion as you said. We'll have him on here shortly. Uh, Padres with an off day, uh, they'll sit back, relax, and and hope that the uh, the the Cubs can uh, take another L, and that the Marlins can take it. Are they both? Are the, are the Cubs playing the the Braves?
2: Yeah, again? Cubs play the Braves again. Uh, now the one thing you have to be a little concerned with there is the old hangover for the Braves because they clinched the uh, home field. <laughs> Throughout the National League playoffs last night, so I know, but
1: they've been clinching. It seems like like every day this whole yeah, series. We'll see <laughs> if they're still going
2: full full bore tonight, and then the Mets post the Marlins, right? So, yeah, we'll see. I mean, look, it's been it's been the strangest season any of us have ever seen. So why not something really beyond belief take place here in the next four days?
1: Uh, Chris and I do have our NFL pickums uh, coming up. Do we have to? I mean, yeah, we have to. All it's right, a, it's going. It's a. It's a. What an odd year! So it usually goes well for me now.
2: Yeah, and it is We've going alternated. well for you so far. Yeah, it We've is going al- well. I, I got to say that we both did an amazing job while I was halfway around the world of getting our picks in and keeping this going.
1: Yeah, we did. So. We did. So kudos to us on that. All right, let's get to our premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline joining us as heavyweight champion Ryan ba- Ryan Bader. Bellator on its way here, Ryan. Thank you for your time today. How are you, my man? I'm
4: uh, great. What about you guys? We're
1: we're, we're doing, good. We're doing well. I, I want to talk to you a little bit about the the upcoming event, October 7th at Pechanga Arena. Uh, you are you know trying to 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 continue to be the champion. You've been the longest reigning champion. I mean, how are you feeling going into this fight?
4: Yeah, I feel great. You know, with every camp, you kind of. Uh, you find better ways to to get better, um, whether that's you know cardio, skill set, you know all of the above. You know we've it's a rematch we fought before, and uh, but it's been uh, a little over five years. So we decided about this one. Last fight it was a good fight, and looking to make another one for the fans here.
2: Ryan Bader, the heavyweight champion Bellator, uh, October seventh is the date. Uh, Ryan, great having you on, and uh, I just want to say right now I have no qualms with anything you say on this program. <laughs> Uh, you're, <laughs> uh, look, I mean, do you have to have kind of that undestructible, indestructible feeling when you head into the, into any kind of match like this? I mean, this, this style of fighting, I, I gotta believe you have to have your, you have to have your strategy and you have to have a thought, a thought process that you're carrying out. But you, new, fear just cannot enter into this equation at all, I wouldn't think.
4: You wouldn't think, but it does, you know, and I, oh. I if you ask any, any fighter, any fighter, you know, and it's, it's more so of like the unknown, right? And you want to go out there and compete your best. And the day leading up when you're sitting around a hotel room all day long and just waiting for, you know, you're going to fight another human being in the cage at say 7 PM, you know, that's a lot to think about and a lot on your mind, you know, so when it actually happens, it's great. You know, you don't, you're not thinking about any of that. But the lead-up, you're going through all kinds of emotions. You know, you're excited. Um, you're excited to get it over with. You are uh, you put in a lot of work. Uh, you want to get your hand raised. There's, you know, nervousness, fear, all that, all of the above. But that's what makes it so sweet when you go out there and get a victory and it's all over.
1: Ryan Bader joins us here on the Premier Chevrolet of Carl's Bad Fan Hotline. He's the heavyweight champion in Bellator. And I, I, I'm so interested in, I mean, you're at the, the, the age of 40 and your longevity in this in this in this mixed martial arts game um just talk a little bit about how you've been able to continue to fight at a high level despite getting older i'm sure your body you're the same age as me your body's got to be taking feeling some type of way about the the type of beating you have to put on it uh how have you been able to maintain this long
4: you know i've been doing this since i was seven years old you know i've been in wrestling and You know, played football, then I I wrestled kind of year-round and then in college and all that kind of stuff. So I really haven't known any better, you know, and so it's just what I do, and I've been consistent throughout my career. You know, some guys go through a training camp, have a fight, and then you don't see them for two, three, four months, you know, until they get another training camp. So I'm always back in there, um, keeping my body healthy. Being consistent, I think, is the biggest thing, and just being smart about the training, you know. Um, As you've gotten older – you know what works. You know, I don't spar a lot. You know, I don't leave myself in the gym. You know, I want to peak and be at my best during fight time. And and um, it's just really working around those things. And, and yeah, my, my recovery time is, you know, a little slower here and there. Um, but I still feel great.
2: Ryan Darth Bader. That's his nickname Uh, He's out of Reno, Nevada He fights out of Chandler, Arizona now And uh, he'll be in San Diego For the uh, Bellator MMA uh, Fight Championships On October the 7th Ryan, how has mixed martial arts fighting Changed in your time in the sport uh, From 2007 to 2023 Was there anything different that you needed to prepare for or do back then that isn't as important now? And are there things that have become more important in the time you've been been doing this?
4: I mean, there's kind of uh, an ebb and flow in uh, mixed martial arts. You know, I feel like Jiu-Jitsu is a a big – a lot of people are getting submitted and stuff um, in their early days. And then, you know, when people's kind of all-around game has gotten better and better – um or you know uh grappling defense use of defense submission defense um kind of see i think a little less of that you know and it, i feel like sometimes it goes more towards striking then it will come back to more grappling and stuff like that yeah. and it's just kind of the flow of the game um but it's definitely gotten you know more mainstream you know and, and i was in college at asu wrestling when you know the first ultimate fighter came out and people got to know these fighters and and got behind them and kind of blew up the sport. And so it's kind of cool to be, you know, there right after the forefront of Miss Martial Arts.
1: Now, Ryan, your fight is just one of four championship main event fights. Now, do you get to see any of the, the fights outside of your own, or, or are you just locked in to to, to getting ready? Because I'm sure as a fight fan, there's some of these fights I- I- intrigue you a little bit to see how they how they end.
4: Yeah, 100%. You know, we kind of were a late late um, placement on this card. We wanted on this card, you know, and they already had a, a main event, co-main event. Um, so, they're like, hey, we can move you to another one. I'm like, no, put me on, you know, and it's kind of nice to be fighting somewhat early. I'm usually fighting at midnight somewhere on the East Coast or later. And so to be fighting at, like, 730, 745 would be be really nice. There's a TV in the locker rooms. We can kind of watch the fights before us, and then if you're done, um, you kind of go out and watch the other ones. But, you know, going through that fight, and the whole training camp, once you're done with the fight, I'm kind of just hanging out, chilling in the locker room. I'm not too interested in watching mixed martial arts anymore after that. But there are some great fights on the on the card because um, we have to do all kind of medicals and stuff like that after. Yeah. So we don't really get to see too many of them.
2: Ryan, uh, I don't want to even, uh, even think or have anybody feel that I'm, I'm suggesting that you've ever taken a hard shot in the ring, but I'm assuming it's probably happened, uh, somewhere along the yep. line. Mike Tyson once famously said that everybody has a plan until they get hit in the mouth. Uh, it's one of the great quotes in the history of boxing, I've felt. In in this sport, is getting that first shot in crucial? I mean the big shot to let them know you're there, number one. Number two, what is the plan once you get shaken up? How do you how do you recover during a during the fight?
4: Yeah, you know, the the plan can definitely can go out the window, but you know, you have to have contingent plans, you know, and um I think at our level, which we're all fighting for, you know, title fights on the same card you know, we got there for a reason. Um, and we have those, you know, and, and, um, but when I was younger or this and that or inexperience, you go in there, you, you get hit or rocked or whatever. You're like, Oh man, you know, uh, I don't know what to do now. That's kind of gone away. <laughs> you know, the experience and all that, you kind of, you kind of go on autopilot or, uh, your body knows what to do if you're not all there or, um, you know, if it gets a good shot in, you got to kind of adapt and, and, Go to plan B, C, D, and all the way down.
1: Well, we, we definitely uh, will we'll be tuned in October 7th, son, Saturday, October 7th, uh, Bellator MMA 300. Uh, that'll be at Pechanga Arena. Ryan, we wish you the best of luck. Thank you for coming on and, and spending some Ryan. time with us.
4: Yeah, thanks for having me, guys.
1: Fun Not talking with him. Ryan Bader, heavyweight champion on Bellator uh, MMA on the Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline, save money the right way with Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Visit them today in the Carlsbad Auto Mall. Chevrolet, find new roads. The other good fight on on this card is uh, Kat Singano and 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 Chris Cyborg. You, oh man, they, so no, you those guys, guys mean, sound tough. I know. Well, they're women. Well, they're, <laughs> they they that,
2: they sound tough because they're
1: women. That's what I meant. Right. So the Cyborg is like. Uh, she was in she was in uh UFC for uh quite a bit of time. Cat also fought in UFC. I had the uh pleasure of training with her oh, wow. uh d- during the off season uh last year. She's she's awesome. I'm I'm certainly uh rooting for her and hoping she can uh, pull off uh the the championship run here. I'm always uh, I'm always reminded of
2: uh, Richard Pryor's great uh, comic piece on uh fighting and he talked about how you you get into the ring and and you have all of the excitement of, of getting into a you know prize fight and you've got a plan and you, you feel indestructible and all of a sudden somebody sticks one on you and you find yourself on the on the mat and uh, Richard Pryor said, you know I got knocked down and I'm down there and I'm scrambling around to try and figure out what's going on and everyone in the, uh, everyone in the arena is yelling, "Get up, get up!" Get up, and Richard Pryor says,
1: bleep you. How do you think I got down here in the first place? <laughs> Scravy, you're funny, man. That was good. That was good timing, buddy. Very good, scrape. <laughs> good timing, buddy. Very good. Thank um, you, thank you. We, uh, we've had a little bit going on with the NFL, uh, with the Jets. You had Joe Namath come out and pretty much say they need to get rid of Zach Wilson. Uh, you had you had uh, Aaron Rodgers come out and say, "Hey, you guys need to stop pointing a finger at one another and figure it out." Uh, and so, you know, Zach Wilson spoke to the media today, and one of the things he talked about was trying to prove Namath wrong. I yeah, I I I I feel bad for the Jets in some ways. I don't think there's any coming back. I I can't see Zach Wilson improving in a way that's going to be beneficial for for really. His team. You don't I, think I, they're
2: going to be be able to do anything. With him?
1: I don't think they're going to be able to do anything with him. Yeah. I think I think the more the defense goes out and gets stops the way they have, and the less that offense moves the ball. I mean, that was only the second week that he started, and they already – are having blow-ups on the sideline.
2: Yeah, they did have a lot of blow-ups last week. That that does give you a little, a little peek into what's going on.
1: Right. I mean, it, it, and it you know, they, they they played nice the first week, right? It was like they had his back. He had a bunch of them coming out, including Garrett Wilson. But then that Sunday, that following Sunday, uh, he was one of the main culprits that seemed to be upset. Now, I don't know if he was necessarily upset with, with Zach. And the thing that I, I think that is starting to getting in my head about Zach Wilson is that he doesn't seem he's like he, he seems like he's got a smile on his face all the time like he doesn't do not
3: lately he, he, <laughs> I, well, I say,
1: he, he either seems sad or he's smiling like there's no there's got to be like some some irritation i want to see him throw something one time like just get be angry. mad yeah get angry at something yeah like stop letting these dudes just get up in your face all the time I have a fantasy football
3: question about Garrett Wilson because okay. uh, I've heard that I've seen this question floating a lot around social media. But if you have him, do you just continue to start him until he proves that he doesn't do anything, or do you trade him? Because I know Tony has him, and I have him, and I'm just going to continue to play him because he can do whatever he wants at any time. Me too. Okay. So um, what do you think, Chris? Um, I think that uh, the
2: brilliance of offensive coordinator Nathaniel Hackett will figure out a way to (laughs) get Garrett
3: Wilson the ball. You you, you sure about
2: that? No, I'm not sure about that. Because when
3: Garrett Wilson came over to Nathaniel Hackett on the bench and was like, get me the ball, I'm assuming is what he said, Nathaniel Hackett looked a little scared.
2: Yeah, Nathaniel Hackett is, uh, well, I mean, he's not in over his head when he's got Aaron Rodgers, but it's been pretty much proven that – He's not – I don't know that he's good enough at this level, you know, without Aaron Rodgers. So.
1: I mean, Aaron Rodgers has, is, has the ability to make a lot of offensive coordinators look, look pretty
2: good. Look really, look pretty really good. brilliant. So. Yeah. Robert Sala's got his sport cut out for him because, I mean, the the, the you know, New York, the media is going to come up with things yeah. first of all. But second yeah. of all, the defense is going to feel some type of way if they keep shutting teams down and, and, and losing games – as you know, and, and then Robert Sala keeps coming out and saying how great Wilson is. But what I want to know is why the Jets won't give Colin Kaepernick a shot. It's really frustrating to uh, to me and to I think to most people. I guess, I guess there's some folks out there that don't ever want to hear from Colin Kaepernick again, regardless based on what happened. But it, it seems like enough time has gone by now. Uh, they had, they add Trevor Simeon, but we know that he can't get the job done. Colin Kaepernick at least provides a, a question mark. I mean, how much worse can the Jets be if they give him an opportunity?
1: I mean, it it seems like it wouldn't hurt to 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 give him a try, but it has been how many years now? Five. Five? Oh, I think it's been more than that. Well,
3: really? I think it's either it's maybe seven. All right. Uh, a know. punter I, I... just came back after like seven years out, so maybe Colin Kaepernick can. <laughs> a
2: punter.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm well, how about a say. kick
2: placer?
3: Any kick placers? <laughs>
2: oh, I haven't heard of any ah! kick placers
1: coming back. Yes, the kick placers, baby. <laughs> you know, they, yeah. They need to bring that position back, man. I don't know what happened. It yeah. just disappeared. They
3: changed us. the name to Holder. <laughs> oh, <God>. I see. <laughs> that's so annoying. Just, that's why we lost track of that. <laughs> yeah, I'm so confused every time they say Holder. I'm like, what happened to <laughs> kick placer? <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> you ain't right, man. You ain't right. <laughs> um,. Padres, uh, we're, we're, we're you know I mean, we talked enough about the Padres, man. We can we can be it's okay to talk about something else, man. Just it sure is, Padres. sure is to me. I mean, they-
2: uh, I'm, I'm excited that uh, Jalen Waddles coming back. He's cleared protocol. Dolphins will have another weapon for their big matchup with the Bills uh, on Sunday. That is good news for the the Dolphins. And, my uh,
1: uh, my Mike Williams pick to, to finally break out uh, went up score. that scored. didn't work
3: out.
2: And went oh. out. Chargers wide receiver,
1: yeah, yeah, I was I thought unfortunate that was for him. I thought that was happening, man. It was on its way. He was he was about to.
3: He was having a good. I mean, he had a great game, and then he unfortunately tore his ACL. Not Again. good. Again, I feel you know. I, I, I said it is the
1: second time, right?
3: Yeah. Well, he's been injured a few times that have taken taken him out for long periods of time. But I know I'm hard on injured guys, but I, I just don't. I'm not a fan of guys like having career ACL injuries that just keep happening over and over.
1: I don't think anybody's a fan of that. Well, I just wanted to get get that that out there. This is my big (laughs) argument with Scraby.
2: Scraby doesn't like the person that gets injured. No, no, no. And I just don't
3: understand that. It's when a baseball player is on the I.L. for 60 or 70 days with a a strained oblique that I can't handle. But a torn ACL, I can handle a torn ACL.
1: Well, we'll... We'll, uh, I don't even know how to explain what he just is doing right there. Let's get to the next hour, which is the three o'clock hour. A little daily gambit on the way. More going to Chris.
0: We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. The MLB app.
2: Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play.
0: Blackout out another restriction supply. Major League Baseball trade used with permission.